1: Hello, everybody, Steve Politi from NJ Advanced Media, here with another edition of the Rebuilding Rutgers podcast. I'm joined by Ryan Dunleavy, and for the first time, the big man <laughs> joins the band. That's right. And this is, Look at that. And this is great, because we've done this for a long time. Todd is with us, obviously. And we've done like 13 of these, and people on Twitter will say, hey, really, we love the podcast. You guys do a great job, but is it possible... <laughs> That you could get Todrick in there, so like essentially they're saying, we love what you're doing, we just don't like the three of you doing <laughs> oh, this. No. And it'd be great if we could have Tod. So finally, Todrick Hunt is here to talk recruiting by popular demand. They, by they, popular demand.
0: They are too kind. They,
1: they by too popular kind. demand, because this is the biggest week of the year. Essentially, now I mean, uh, and I wanted to start with that because it, it, this, you know, this is the this is a different. Seen now, and I think I get the sense that people are still sorting out how this is going to work, right? right. With the, you have the early December signing period versus where the regular time. Um, give me your sense as to what what's changed, how is this going to unfold, and is it a good thing?
0: Well, it's completely unprecedented. I think right now we're in a, a major failout process. Um, you're starting to see some of these rocks now be overturned, and sort mm-hmm. of see some of the, the early results of uh, of what's going on and how it's you know affected. Uh, the kids, the coaches, positively versus negatively. Um, Overall, I would say uh, the early feedback would probably be – a little more so negative than positive, simply because of the pressure that, you know, puts on some of these young young guys that had until gen, uh excuse me, February, um, you know, to make their decisions before. And they still can. Right, right. So I don't <laughs> want to oversell this as this huge deal because we were just talking, uh, Politi, b- b- before we started. I mean, that's less than, than two months away. So it's, it's, it's not a huge, huge mm-hmm. difference if a kid doesn't sign now and he ends up signing later. Uh, The problem is, you know, some of these different coaching staffs, when you got kids committed at this time of year, you know, they can sort of start questioning your commitment level if you're so-called committed to a program and don't want to sign there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's led to uh, some interesting occurrences. You're seeing kids, you know, decommitting a week or two before this early signing period. You're seeing schools drop kids. I mean, a lot of times when you see these kids come out with their decommitment posts, it wasn't by choice. The schools let them go because they didn't have scholarships for them. So the Schools are feeling pressure now saying, hey, maybe it's maybe it's qualification. Will this kid qualify? Being at it so early, when we didn't get that second, those second marking period grades, this kid's on the cusp. He could potentially be a late qualifier. We don't know if he'll make it in. We only get 25 now due to the new rule. Mm-hmm. We can't be so invested in this kid this early. Unfortunately, we have to drop you. If we still have something in February, you know, maybe we can come back around. So I think uh, the kids kind of get um, – what's a good word? uh not, not necessarily a great thing for the kids now you got right. certain guys who don't have a whole lot of options and opportunities you know who may have one offer and it's it's the proudest thing that they can potentially do is to sign uh, to a school lock down a place to go to school and and have have a chance at a life um, but then you got other guys with, with, with a ton of options who things they'll get a, a really interesting for uh after uh after this week's over.
2: Todd mm-hmm. is uh an expert in like these kids, which I think is great. To me, I look at it as the school, right? Because I don't do the kid, I don't talk to the kids the way Todrick talks to the kids. I always look at it as the school, and I know Nick Saban came out and blasted this early signing period this week, and I'm thinking like, yeah, I guess if you're Nick Saban and you're preparing for the college football playoff, <laughs> and now you have a. Early signing day that you have to worry about <coughs> rights back right. in the middle of it. I could see where that becomes you know taxing. You're splitting your focus. That sucks for Rutgers. I think this is great. And Todrick, please correct me if I'm wrong because I did a list this morning of nine commits that Rutgers has lost between December twentieth and signing day in the last couple. Of years. Patrice Rene, Saeed Blacknall, um, Amir Smith, Marset. Uh, Bryce Watts, these mm-hmm. kids who might be Rutgers players if there was an early signing day in the past, and so I th- I'm thinking if you're Rutgers or you're some you know middle of the road Power Five team, this is good for you because it allows you to lock up kids that maybe you discovered like a Bryce Watts last year before a school swoops in in January. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Amir Smith Marset, I was wasn't on his radar at December 20th of last year, but they brought him out in. January, he met with Akram Wadley, and all of a sudden, he's at Iowa and Rutgers. Eight months of work on Amir Smith marset is down the tubes. So I, for Rutgers, I like it.
0: Absolutely, and I mean, and especially when it comes down to the key resource, you know, being being money. I mean, these coaches are putting a lot of money, you know, into into the resources of being able to recruit a kid all the way till February. Now, you don't necessarily have to put all that attention, all those resources, all of that money into flying, you know, flying out to check them out and doing all those Mm -hmm. tedious things you've been doing over the past few months. You can now focus on furthering your class. Um, Rutgers has 19 guys committed to this class. They'll sign 17 of those 19 on Wednesday, likely, and now they can – you know, look to shore up those other two guys and then and then say, hey, we have an additional six spots here to really go out and get guys and finish off this class. So, for a school <laughs> like Rutgers, it, it's great. For a program like uh, Alabama and some of those SEC schools, it felt like Nick Saban was really trying to speak for a lot of, a lot of the other coaches yep, in the yep. conference. Listen, they got big money donors out there. Money yeah. isn't no as much feel bad. For Alabama's yeah. going to figure they, it out. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they're going to yeah. different ways of doing things. Of course. And, I, and, and, and listen, you know, Nick Saban isn't in any, any danger of, you know,
2: yeah. no, I'm I'm not taking out my violin for this class
0: late, so I could certainly see why he would feel like that. But I think for most coaching staffs throughout the country, Mm -hmm. this is looked upon uh, as a good thing. Um, For the most part, when these kids are dropping off from these schools right before this early signing period, as as I said, it's the school's decision uh, to not move forward with those kids. So I think it does maybe hurt the kids a little bit more um, than it than it, and and it helps the coaches.
1: It seems like it seems like the early signing period has become the signing period. When that's over, now is it? Do you get the sense that it's going to be the wild, wild west for the kids who are left? Everyone's going to have five or six slots. I mean, what, what, what do you get? there going to be a lot of movement in those in those next two months. It's
0: so unprecedented, um, and being that the the, the the number of spots is so limited, I mean, I could just really see it. You know, getting kind of cutthroat. Yeah. Um, you know, it's almost like a safer thing to do. A more a more um, uh, I think you take the pressure off by kind of getting this out of the way early, then fading into February now where the pressure becomes, you know, so much bigger. And, and, and to be honest with you, I mean, if you're a guy, you know, with with a number of options, you know, right now and you're not a kid within that top one to three hundred kids throughout the entire country. Um, and especially if you're a kid that has one offer, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, this late. Uh, into your senior year. You should be looking to sign you better get, Yeah, You better get you that. You should not be yeah. a guy that's looking to wait until February <laughs> right, right. for a school to come back to you uh, and potentially drop you mm-hmm. because they're able to you know, upsell and find something better. So, <laughs> I mean, I would certainly advise some of those guys out there, at one offer one strong offer, maybe one weak offer, listen, uh, it might be time to uh, go ahead, get signed, and then focus on doing whatever you got to do, you know, moving towards college. One thing I
2: like about it real quick is we always hear every year you get that one story, and I think Kevin Shaw from Piscataway was this kid one year. uh, You always get that one kid who, like, on January 31st, he didn't realize his offer wasn't committable or he gets dropped, and then all of a sudden it's like this national story about, like, this poor kid who thought he had a scholarship right. doesn't get to yeah. This kind of, I think, resolves that. Like, you should know where you stand with You're your better. school in December. You now have six weeks to oh, not absolutely. be that kid who's on yeah. an island, you know what I mean? All right, all right let's 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 break down. Find, somebody yeah. will find yeah. a way you to better, be you better. You <laughs> better. <still> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone's going to get screwed. Recruiting. Yeah. All
1: right, let's break down this class. Um, okay. Right now, you said, you said we've got 19 kids. Uh, 24-7, the only ranking I could find. I don't know how these guys come up with these rankings, but 43rd overall in the country, 11th in the Big Ten. Do you agree with that? Is that about where this class is? Well,
0: what I will say is that when, when, whenever I look to rankings, I look, I look at, you know, all of them and give respect to, you know, Rivals does a really good job. I mm-hmm. think, you know, um... Um, they found certain areas to, to have a lot of success. There's a lot of uh, uh, back and forth and um, uh, communication over there. Great conversation, um, but when I look to rankings, I usually look to 247 simply because they have the composite, right, which would right. average out, you know, the scores from all of the uh, recruiting networks to give you one little solid ranking. So that's why I always kind of go back to that mm-hmm. because it has a piece, a piece of all of them, and it's always been um, been pretty good to me, been pretty solid. 43rd in the nation. That feels about right. We just dropped the 44
1: as I was sitting here. I don't know how they did that. I mean, really, this is real time. It's like the election night. Oh, no, we're losing again. And these things are so important because, remember, all of
0: these schools are in there together. So uh, a school maybe just got a commitment, and they just uploaded that commitment and it kicked the Rutgers back a little bit. (laughs) I remember, I believe it was maybe early last season, um, they were really ranked ranked pretty highly simply because they got kids to commit before other schools did. But those recruiting analysts for those sites will tell you, as those yeah. other schools start uh-huh. catching up and getting their commitments, things will kind of go back to the norm. And and, 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 and you know, Rutgers will be somewhere in, in the mean there. But, hey, 11th in the Big Ten, that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's probably, you know, one of the top one, two, three most talented conferences throughout the entire country. Uh, to be 11th is certainly saying something. And uh, it feels about right. Um, certainly some talented uh, guys in this class. Yeah, what do uh, you
1: like about the class? Where is it strong? Where is it not strong? Hmm.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's certainly, you, you, you always got to start at the top, right? Mm-hmm. The single most position, uh, important position on the field quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a great job uh, for 2018 and 19, even locking up Samar Wise out of Beringer, who I have as probably the, sh- the best pro-style quarterback in New Jersey for next year. But then obviously flipping Arth- Arthur Sikowski from uh, from Miami is huge. Um, I mean, mostly from, from, a, from a perception standpoint. I mean, this is a four-star quarterback kid. I believe they – uh, a few people dropped off as four-star, but he's still a four-star here on 247. Didn't have the strongest season mm-hmm. um, out at IMG. Um, you know, I mean, it's a culture shock, you know, going from playing quarterback at Old Ridge, running some option to going to IMG and, and basically uh, um, going through pro preparation, college-type preparation, um, doing things that most quarterbacks at the high school level aren't doing. I mean, the, the, the 24-hour football and, and study and, You know, work that they put those kids through, and and for good reason. They're going to be high-level football guys doing it, and these are mostly guys that have a chance to go to the league. So, uh, it's understandable. It's also understandable how you could go there and not play. I mean, they've got you know two rosters. Uh, they've got two teams, you know. Got really? They have team. two teams? they got two teams. Yeah. Yeah. they got a regular team that also has, you know. <laughs> this
1: is a, eight, a whole other podcast entirely. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> How is that legal? Oh, no. It's, it's yeah. crazy.
0: It's, a, it's an
2: absolute factory.
0: Uh, the campus is unreal. They've got a ton of money, so they, they're <laughs> mm-hmm. able to scholarship kids. Grant's there. going
2: down there to uh, draft prep. Oh, wow. It, Leonta Carew was down there. Well, we got yeah, Sikowski
1: and, and Jalen Jordan from yes, this. Yes, yes. Absolutely incredible. That was a name that went to pop. I, I only, I'm like Ryan. I look at the list. Like, all right, who who'd, who'd you get him over? Yeah, and if you that's beat, the number one. If, if you beat you Buffalo, I'm like, hey, you be uh, – But if you beat, and that was a real list for Jalen. Huh. And this and this is the kid that this program. You we know, need a quarterback, obviously, but you know, to get a six-five receiver, they don't have. They haven't obviously had the skilled players that they've had in the past. Is he the real deal? You think?
0: Well, I, I think he's a real. I think he's a little bit of a project. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had a ton of production. Um, but you love the six65 you love the 210 and he's a big long kid who can run so he's a matchup nightmare right, right? you play right. him in the slot and i mean he's too big you know he's too big for those those smaller linebackers you play him outside he's obviously too big for those smaller corners mm-hmm. you know he'll win those 50 50 balls so he can high point it he can jump he has a big vertical and he's right, starting right. off at six five so i mean he's certainly a guy that'll develop you know learn to run routes and and, and, and do things a little bit more efficiently as a receiver but I think he's a nice combo guy. He can play some inside, play some mm-hmm. outside, maybe do some H-back. And he brings you versatility. He's a big, long, athletic yeah. kid. Um, and he's certainly a huge pickup for those guys. Um,
2: yeah, you know, Politi in, in and I regard. have been screaming all season about how, where did the Mark Harrison's, Tim Wright's, where did those six 6'5", Brandon Coleman's, where did right, those guys right. go? Well, now they have one at least on paper.
0: And they had the Davon <laughs> Robinson kid out of Shawnee down this past weekend for the official visit. Is he
2: a big guy? He's a big, long kid okay, too. Okay. He's a
0: he's a six five, two ten, you know, two
2: twenty kid as well.
0: Probably a flex tight end at the next level. So now that you have a Jalen Jordan in there, obviously you'd love to have Davon Robinson. And he's
2: down to two got two, two teams, right? Right, right. He's on two and Baylor. Teams. Rutgers and Baylor.
0: <laughs> but but now if you lose out on them, you know, you got an insurance policy, obviously here in Jalen, who also has the uh, tools to be a fine player right. at the college level.
1: Right. So now you've got there's 19 kids in this class now. They can go to 25. You think they will go to 25? Absolutely. And sorry, So where where are those next? Six coming with what are the what are the, the prospects that you think they are identifying that you know they've got a good chance and is there going to be do you think there's going to be you know are we going to look back on uh is there going to be one of those names that you're going to go wow you know they got a kid to flip or they got a kid that they weren't expecting to do you think that's going to happen
0: i mean there's certainly a number of guys uh, that the staff sinks their hooks in. they do a nice job of leveraging you know offers and, mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature when they have a certain uh, position in which there's a need at. So if they have a need at D-Tackle, they're not just going to offer and recruit one guy. They'll recruit a handful of guys, and then they'll prioritize those guys, and then maybe the guys at the the bottom of that list will kind of wait out for some of the decisions, right. you know, for the guys right. on top. Right now, a huge position to need, obviously, being the, the D-line.
1: There's not a single D-lineman in this class right now, is right, there?
0: Right, right. I mean, it's yeah. – uh, you know, they've certainly got some trouble there. I mean, they've got some guys with some position versatility that – you know, out of need, could play some defense for you. Could play some defensive line potentially, but
2: I'm done um, with two-way players. After yeah, I mean, yeah. this, nice. <laughs> it was a nice story with Miles National. Yeah. But how about we get? Right. How about Just they get, get guys? Yeah, get some depth, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. When do we
0: run this? We run this today guys yeah yeah okay. well, i think today. they got one this yeah. th- this morning that really? uh, yeah. they, they, you know the, the kid will announce uh, likely at some point today yeah. um and then they
1: breaking uh, news come on break some news in the podcast <laughs> yeah. we certainly saw <laughs> this would be, be the first burnham time emoji right, right, right. Yeah. We saw
2: coach, chris farley uh, emoji from absolute, shane burnham, from yeah. shane burnham <laughs> being excited about getting a call uh, this morning uh, 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 yeah.
0: Uh, from, from from what I hear as an in-state kid who's long and has a strong pedigree. Uh, okay. Uh, so that'll certainly be a – Teaser nice alert. I like it. And, Breaking news. And they still got Chris Banks on the hook from DePaul, who came up uh, for an official visit this mm-hmm. past weekend. Uh, I've been talking with him, talking with his father back and forth. I know Chris is is excited to go ahead and make a decision and kind of end this process. He was uh, previously committed to uh, Boston College, decommitted, um, but I know his father wants to make sure that he makes the right decision and that he has a true reason to make that decision. So right, right. it'll be interesting to see if he signs on Wednesday.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, do you think? And uh, this is this is one thing we want to cover, though. I mean, you mentioned there's going to be a, a New, Jer- New Jersey presence. Are there enough New Jersey kids in this class? Is this something that? I mean, you know, we talk about it a lot, and I've I've often thought that you know if you're gonna if you're gonna win at Rutgers, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get half the top. 25 kids from the state or something like that. Do you agree with this? Is this is this doable with only five or six kids from New Jersey? It's doable.
0: Uh, is it enough? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not enough when your state, you know, um, generates, you know, some of the best talent throughout the entire country. Right. I mean, every single year, to be such a small state, I think, what, per capita, we're probably the second smallest state throughout the entire country. We're probably somewhere within the top five to top eight when it comes to producing talent. Sending 50, 60, 70 guys a year off to FBS ball, which is a high mark, mm-hmm. you know, considering how small that we are. Uh, a lot of it has to do with coaching. I mean, uh, coaches, college coaches throughout the right. country, will tell you, man, the way these guys get coached up in this state, we got a lot of good, strong football coaches, programs, um, and these kids, our kids, get developed, um, and, and coaches can coach them at the next level.
2: Why do you think, Todd? Last year they had whatever it was. I don't. I wrote the number. I should remember. Seventeen Jersey kids or whatever. Why do you think they only had five this year? Is that just? As simple as last year, first coaching, first year coaching staff excitement. This year, paying the price for going two and ten.
0: Well, it, it's it's a multi-headed issue. Um, I think Rutgers did a, a, a good job last year, kind of wading through that whole. Uh, why don't you have any you know New Jersey guys hmm. on staff? Why would you get rid of all the New Jersey guys? You got all these Midwest guys out here trying to recruit these Jersey schools. What's the deal? And they did a really nice job, you know, uh, communicating with those coaching staffs, talking to them, showing up at their buildings, being diligent, and, um, you know, showing those guys some love and and being open and honest and letting them know what they're about. Um, But at the end of the day, you do have a lot of schools in this state who maybe say the right thing publicly but don't necessarily want some of their best kids to go to
2: Rutgers. I certainly, as an outsider, I certainly feel that. Now,
0: what they will do is they'll push their little marg- their marginal kids that are those F- high FCS, low FBS kids right, that yeah. just could <coughs> right. probably do it but just need an offer. So they'll push those kids on Rutgers. They'll beg Rutgers for a favor uh, to offer this kid. Um, yeah, or that kid. <laughs> and then when you have the six five three year pound defensive end, he goes to He's going to the Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they're not sending you, you know, the, the big dogs. Yeah. Yeah. They're not yeah. pushing those big dogs to you, or really selling, yeah. selling the uh, the right. vision of staying home to those kids. So and I think that's caused, you know, a little bit of an issue. And I think the way Rutgers looks at it at this point is, hey, listen. We're gonna recruit these New Jersey kids. You throw it. Back. If you guys aren't interested, uh, if, we, if we're not getting the feedback, you guys don't want to show up. You don't want to visit. You don't want to come here. We're gonna go outside the state.
2: And I right. think that I mean, again, what else are we gonna do? I'm not yeah. an. I'm not an insider for recruiting, but I totally agree with that. Like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want your borderline FCS kid. I'll take Raquan O'Neal from South Carolina. Yeah. Like, yep. yep. He wants to be uh, here. Yeah. He comes right. down on a right. visit.
0: It's the greatest thing since yeah. hotcakes. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's, maybe it's the change of pace from the style of life that he has. Yeah. Hey, this is, this is, this is a yeah. really good job yeah. in, in a really good yeah. area yeah. of the country. Yeah. Right? Like this, this is, and, and is a great opportunity to make yeah. this thing a great thing. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta staff in there. I'll leave it up to you, um, you or, or, or the fans to make your own decisions on whether you think mm-hmm. that it's the right staff for the yeah. job, but the job itself, it's great. The location is great. You're in a great conference. Um, uh, the opportunities are there. Um, yeah. You just got to kind of believe and pull this whole thing together.
1: All right. All right. Our next segment. We do this every week. It's true or false. Okay. I'm going to say a statement, and okay. you and Dunleavy will say true or false, and then we'll come back and discuss. We'll come back and discuss the answers. All right. Good stuff. All right. Number one, we make too big a deal out of the players who come in in early enrollment. True or false? Does that matter as I'm much? I'm going to say we? false. False. Okay. Dunlevy.
2: I'm going to say false. All right. Okay, I'm going to say
1: false. Uh, true or false, the staff is making enough inroads with New Jersey high school coaches right Ooh. now. True or false?
0: Ooh. <sighs> Define
1: inroads. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You've got to decide.
0: <laughs> true or false? I'm going to say... <laughs> Just one word answer. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm gonna say True. Yes.
1: True. True. I'm going to say false. All right. Uh, Boston College is currently the program's biggest threat in New Jersey. Oh, True or question. false? It's false.
0: Wow, I like that. Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to say no.
1: False. Okay.
2: False, yeah. I'd like to hear who is when you go back to that. I have okay. a couple others here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say true, again, right. from afar. Right. Sure.
1: Well, then, but this next one is Michigan is the program's biggest threat from an in-state perspective right now, true or false? And I'll say no. No. Okay. No. You, you went for both in College, so I guess that's a false for you.
2: I'm going to say, yes, Mich- I'm going to say false. All
1: right. Rutgers will make a splashy offensive coordinator hire to replace Jerry Kill. True or false? I'm going to say yeah. Mm-hmm. True. True. I'll take true. I'll take true. True as well? All right. Chris Ash will add a big-time recruit, a big-time recruit, to this class before the next signing period. True or false? Like a recruit that makes you go, woo, hey.
0: Um... I'm going to say, well, it, it's all relative.
1: Entire Rutgers Nation is hanging out. Right it's now, they
0: are salad. <laughs> Guys I'm are pulling over on 287 <laughs> right this now. This is it. This is What's the he going to say? Well, I'll tell you, there's a, there's a couple guys that are marginal guys, there's a, a couple top regional guys mm-hmm. who they're in it with, but like a, a, a real wowzer. I mean, I know there's a name that's kind of floating around, and mm-hmm. there's some interest. Uh, kind of going back and forth from a kid, somewhat local. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I'll go out on a limb and say, yeah.
1: True. I'll okay. Say, yeah. False. All right.
0: True. False. False.
1: At Chris Ash will lose a big-time recruit. Now the car is not on. the Has run into the median and then on 287. Will Chris Ash lose a big-time recruit before this process is over? True or false?
0: I'm going to say. Well, when you say process over, you mean Wednesday being before Wednesday? No, I
1: mean before the class is wrapped class up. Is the entire, up. entire class is wrapped well, up.
0: Well, the cool thing is, right? They get to lock up, lock in these lock guys. In these, on Wednesday, yeah, right, Lock in some of these guys. Up, right? Yeah, yeah. So that would ha- that, so that would mean we're talking about a kid that they would be adding likely after Wednesday. So it's completely high. That's prepared. a good point. Yeah. So we're not going to lose but, one of the seventeen. Uh, I'll say I'll say I'll say no because if they get them that late, I mean okay. they'll
2: probably keep it. All right. I'll say I'll say false.
1: The 2019 class... i got to get this true-false thing now. Mm.
0: The, the, okay, no. the 2019...
1: <laughs> hey God, the fans will be in. They, they understand. Okay. The, the 2019 <laughs> recruiting class for Rutgers is shaping up to be better than this one. True or false? Long way to go, I know. But you can read the tea leaves.
0: I'm going to say... I'm going to say yeah, yes. I'm going to okay. say yes. True. I'm going to say yes.
1: Don't leave. It's you true. have no way of knowing this, but you can answer anyway. I any
2: have word. no. I, mean, I, <laughs> mean, I might as well flip a comment. I what do I know? I mean, I literally. Let's just say I, true. Make I know make I happy. I from Todrick. I'll All say right. true.
1: And the final one. Todrick is totally going to Wally pip the hell out of Sarge and take over this podcast. <laughs> true or false? <laughs> uh, true. Uh, that, that's yeah, true. Absolutely that's true. true. There's no question. Sarge is never coming back. Sorry. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. He's Good. been weighing us down yeah, from
2: the start. Yeah, it's clear. Has the guy ever had a mean He's tweet? He's never, <laughs> ever, ever <laughs> had a mean tweet. He's never had a mean tweet. He, he doesn't contribute anything. You, you, plan plan. you <laughs> figured out how to do the technical
1: side. We don't well, need him anymore. We think
2: so. I mean, if you're hearing this, if you're hearing this, I figured out how, <laughs> how to do the technical That's going to be the
1: problem. We're going to get done. And you're not going to have the recording where, like, well,
2: this is why we need Sarge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. it. And if, that's it. And oh, you know what? Man. If if we need Sarge, no one will ever know it because we won't have the God. recording. All right,
1: to go, go back to the one true or false thing I did want to cover the, the Jerry kill thing. We, we, we strongly believe that he's going to leave. Uh, what's your sense now? Who and the two of you, like, with the possible candidates? The who's the hot name you're hearing that you think is going to be the guy?
2: Uh. uh I'll go. I'll say that I've heard quite a few names. Uh, as Sarge and I reported jointly last week, uh, I'm going to avoid the term interview because Jerry Kill still technically has the job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say spoken with, talked to, right. communicated yes. with. We know that Ash has been in contact with um, Phil Longo at Ole Miss, a mm-hmm. Jersey guy who – Seemed uh, like it be a, yep, see a you home know, run kind of high. Um, mm mm-hmm. Noel Mazzoni from Texas A and M, who had interest in the job last year, mm-hmm. and one other guy, uh, Dan Enos, who mm-hmm. was the Arkansas OC last year, works for his friend Brett Bielema. Okay. And we know all three of those guys are going to want a lot of money, a lot of money, <laughs> right. um,
1: more than the six hundred and fifty that a pay kill. They were all yeah. all
2: three of those guys were making more than six hundred and fifty. Wow. Okay, so That'll, they'd have to take a pay makes cut. That makes it tricky. Yeah, so I don't think it'll be one of those three guys. Um, some names I think are possible. I think uh, Jed Fish is possible. Another guy, Jersey mm-hmm. guy, makes a lot of money. But, again, he's on the open market now after getting fired from UCLA. Um, guy I think is possible is Todd Fitch, who is one of Ash's uh, friends. He worked with him at Iowa State way back when. Mm-hmm. He's Louisiana Tech's offensive coordinator right now. I think that's possible. Right. Um guys you know from the nfl i think are possible you got the nfl season still a couple uh, weeks away um what about a guy like John McNulty coming back to Rutgers? That'd be guy who, the best uh, offensive
1: coordinator he, yeah, in program history. Yeah, correct. Best talent in program history. Correct. But yeah, sorry.
2: what about a guy? <laughs> yes, exactly. He had the best talent too. Yeah. Uh, what about a guy like uh, Frank Zignetti coming back to Rutgers? Uh, he's the Giants' mm-hmm. quarterbacks coach. He's certainly going to be looking for. We know the Giants' staff. He's going to be looking five. for a job. Yeah. What about that guy? He's a left at <clears> the right. Jersey Shore. So there's some names that I think float out. But listen, it could be pretty much right. anybody. But uh, Patrick you knew you knew
1: Jerry Kill was getting this before Mrs. Kill did last year if I remember uh, correctly. Uh. Um, <laughs> do you think do you, do you think it will be someone that'll impress us and do you think it matters to these are these current current recruits going to be surprised or are they you know they must know it's happening what what is your sense of it whether this matters to them?
0: Well, Dun- Dunleavy would know, I, th- I think, have a better feel for for who that next potential guy can be. I mean, he's been doing a, a great job all week, really running down that stuff, chasing down leads, and <laughs> put together an awesome I list. like this guy. It, yeah. He's better it, than exactly. sorry. Put together sorry. an awesome list uh, uh, for the site for earlier this week. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Um,
1: does it matter recruit still? Does, does the, do the kids, I mean, are they going to make that commitment before like, they know who's going to coach them? I think
2: back back to I, flipping because they didn't have fridge in place. Like, did yeah. that
0: matter, or? <laughs> I, I I think I, – I honestly don't think these kids really know who these guys are anyway, yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, of course. I think they, right, I I think they yeah. react to the swell of emotion behind the hires. Uh-huh. That's a great point. aren't personally point. Right. invested point. in these guys. I mean, yeah. these are guys – uh I mean a lot of these listen, they can't relate to these guys.
1: Yeah. They, they, they they're not you know, they're not looking at they, what they killed it in Minnesota yeah, and yeah, saying, like, well, no one, yeah, no yeah. one really yeah.
0: you know, no one really cares. But if, if it's a highly accepted hire, if it's imprinted, wow, what a great hire Rutgers Right, man, obviously it's and something yeah. uh, I think positive and, and they want to know that you have a guy in place. Mm-hmm. I think what have been what would have been more important was to have that continuity to say, Hey, you guys were able to, you know, get another hundred you know, hundred percent of your wins here, mm-hmm. you know, right. double up on your win total. I think fans were probably hoping for more mm-hmm. Something a little closer to 500 this year. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you make that your goal for next season, and you were kind of hoping to have that continuity to, to kind of bridge that gap.
2: Yeah, I think we learned continuity and Rutgers aren't going again. Yeah. Nine and nine uh, years. It's tough. Is. It's and, tough.
0: And, 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 and you just wonder why that is. You wonder why. <coughs> but um, the
2: thing that strikes me is it's different every time. Like Fridge and Jerry Kill are retiring health reasons. You know, Ron Prince and – uh, somebody else went Snape to the – Ron Prince went to the NFL. Dave Brock became a head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben McDaniels obviously got fired with Kyle Flood. Signetti got fired – or right. left with Greg Shiano. So it's never yep. like yep. one overlapping right. reason. It's just like uh, the Rutgers way, a storm of negativity of like yeah. nine different reasons. It's crazy. And
0: I, and I don't know if people really understand um, – what the turnover at that position means. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about completely different person yep. uh, terminology. Yeah. Uh, you know, just different personalities and the way things are done. Some guys coach quarterbacks, some guys don't. It's a lot of little things that you have to kind of mm-hmm. adjust to. That's why that second year is always such an important year. Cause we normally see guys start yeah. to really take yeah. that leap. Right. They're, 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 um, they're familiar with all yeah. the terminology and just everything they need to do, the places that they need to be. So mm-hmm. that spring football yeah. You know, I mean, you're really utilizing that period to put yourself ahead, and you're almost in mid-season form. But now you're starting all over.
2: Just one 20-second story. For four years, I asked Gary Nova, who had 4-0 season, four years, how much does this matter? Not that much. Uh, Terminology, whatever. We figure it out. Four years. I called him. I, I don't know. Last year, I was like, "Gary, how much did that really matter?" A ton. It was such of course. <laughs> I mean, of it's, course. It's mean, was like, "Why'd you lie to me for four I years?" Mean, He's like, oh, "Ah, yeah. the PR people told me." That. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good.
1: I'm going to blame Jason Baum for that. All right, guys. Now uh, we did the, our favorite segment as as uh, Rick, did you might oh, know. Wait, we do. What the
2: about the? Uh, oh, I want, Can I chime in for what? a sec? What well, the the biggest rival? Why you don't think you don't think it's? Oh right right yeah. right! Forgot about that. Well, yep. I didn't think it was 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 Boston College simply
0: because they they recruit a certain type of kid. Okay. Yeah. You know the main schools that they're hitting are, are these Catholics, mm-hmm. you know, these parochial schools out here. Um, they're not offering getting um, a lot of kids, kids though. They, yeah. they, they they are getting a lot of kids, but if 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 you look at the list, it's a certain type of kid. Okay. It's not the exact. Uh, right. I'd say Rutgers' brush is more broad when it comes to recruiting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not, you know, they're kind of, you know, recruiting different pools. There's obviously some crossover there. Um, um, And and obviously what what Anthony Campanelli is doing over there at Boston College, I'm sure that's pretty concerning. A coach that you kind (laughs) of let go, uh, picked up two national uh, DB Coach (laughs) of the Year awards, doing a hell of a job over there.
2: did, Ant, did but it? I never struck me that Anthony Campanella was the kids he's getting at Boston College. I never thought he was getting those kids at when he was here at Rucker. It seems like he's doing a better job at Boston College than he was doing. I, I, and again, I'm I don't know, but it's it's
1: it's he's the brother of the state's most prominent high school then football why coach. Why weren't the kids
2: coming he <laughs> here? You know it what?
1: seemed like a guy you might have wanted to stick around. Yeah.
0: He was a go-to guy on the staff. That even if yeah. even if it weren't his his kids specifically, you can bring around a kid gotcha. and he'll talk them up. He'll love him but, up. Listen, he understands the Jersey high school football better than anybody he could talk to those guys help other it's guys certainly sort of the guys. first family of, but he was yeah. also certainly the first family but yeah. he was also a young guy while at Rutgers. Yeah. he's kind of maturing now that's a good point to mm-hmm. a college coach good point. and every single year you learn something you take the bits and pieces like that. that work yeah. you, you I'll, take behind that. What I'll take that i'll take that and shut up and he's right now in the ascension and i think doing doing some really big things and we could see maybe a, a coordinator role for him next and potentially a head coaching job
1: all right, we have a regular sh- segment as well—the the fan base we pissed off this week, okay. and this is really a special one, Todd. You're going to like this. This song should this be familiar. This is a big reveal, right this here. This should be this song should be familiar okay. to fans locally. Do You know the song?
2: Um,
1: give you a hint. There's no college football team involved. Only basketball.
2: They just played the Scarlet Knights. Oh, Seton This is the Seton Hall fight song. There
1: we go. There's no words to this song, are there? I kind of like
2: that song. Other words? Oh, I can't hear that song without pictures. I think
1: there's a story. They made up that song before the 1988, 1989 Final Four that needed a song or something. I don't know. Jerry Eisenberg used to write about that. We'll have Eisenberg on the podcast next week. Okay. How does that sound?
2: I can't picture. I can't picture that. Song. I can't hear that song without picturing the guy. And you'll know. Yeah, of course the I know. Flag that guy, guy, you're talking a flag guy running around
1: the court. Talk about things that got old. All right. So this uh, this is a uh, great I, I this just, is a great, I great just, moment. Let's pretend to be a hoops guy with, yeah, with yeah, one, yeah, with, Okay, we pretend really to guy. be rooting <laughs> guy <laughs> 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 with one tweet with one tweet that Ryan did not even send out. He managed to piss off Seton Hall fans, wow. Connecticut fans, wow. and Rutgers, Rutgers fans. Tell the story. This oh, is I, great. This is great.
2: So. This is kind of a reveal, right? And this is what I do. I piss off fan bases. I mean, this is, we all have our niches. Todd is recruiting. Here's his hot take opinions. Yeah. Mine is pissing off fan bases. Penn State, Saquon Barkley, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. So apparently this is my latest one. I'm uh, In the press room after the game last uh, week, uh, after the game this past weekend, I said to Jerry Carino, my longtime buddy from the Asbury Park Press, I said, wow, Seton Hall fans better get used to Steve Peichel Uh you know, coaching a great game plan because they're going to see him twice a year when he leaves for UConn and UConn joins the Big East. And and, Carino laughed, laughed, and he was like, oh, man, you should tweet that. I was like, I don't know if I want to tweet that and rile people up. And he's like, I'm like, you should tweet it and just say you overheard (laughs) it. And so he did. He, you know, he, you know, gave me anonymity, uh, which I'm now ruining. And the best part about
1: that, I saw the tweet, I'm like, I wonder who said that.
2: (laughs) It came back to you, though? Well, I, well, so then Carino took all the heat for me of all these people just, oh, you know. Fan base the panic. UConn fans are pissed because we don't, you know. Of course we're better than Rutgers. Why yeah. would we take their coach, you right. know, right. holier than thou, okay. yeah. you know, Greg Schiano, Tennessee, like, we don't want <laughs> that guy. You Rutgers know? fans convinced yeah. that the yeah, piano just, is going to yeah, fall just, on their heads. Rutgers the fans <laughs> are angry that, like, they finally <laughs> found their guy and I'm talking about him leaving, which is a compliment. Your coach is so good that another national program would want nah. it. That's a compliment. And, uh, a compliment. and uh, Seton Hall fans being pissed that I'm – basically saying Pi- Pike will out right, Coach yes. Willard and he would have trouble with him and that UConn Which would be did. in the Big East right. uh, not the American Athletic Conference or whatever. So it had a lot of power. it uh, was good. That uh, was and, fun. Yeah, Carino... Has been texting me like, "Wow, I, my mentions won't, you yep. know, won't stop blowing up or whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'll just reveal that I'm, <laughs> that was, I'm the bad guy. I'm always <laughs> the bad guy."
1: And, and it was, we were both there. It was a good. It was a fun ending. So a fun day. Did you watch the game, Todd? You I seen? did see bits and pieces. Yeah, I mean, it's a I fun. Did. It was a fun. I we, we have. Oh, absolutely. We don't get a lot of college basketball, and we should talk about the the, the team because I think. <laughs> What Pykele is doing has been has been great. Uh, that's
2: why I put him in
1: the conversation. They, ha- they have they have a team with an identity now. You know they're they're, they're certainly they're more talented. They play hard together. Uh, they still lack several pieces. Let's be honest. But you know to beat Seton Hall, ranked team, you go into yeah. the Big Ten. I this team could this team could be, steal some wins along and, the way. And the guys getting like credit from Politi. Yeah, I mean, that's so not an easy, yeah. not oh, easy yeah. thing to do. Uh, <laughs> I used to be a college basketball guy back in the day. Yeah. I love me some college hoops.
0: Yeah, I, I, and, 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 <laughs> I, and one thing that I think is a little undersold is just that that atmosphere in Iraq and mm. what, it, yeah. what it what it could be. I mean, well, there were some recruits now, on hand too, right? And there, and there were recruits there. I yep. spoke uh, with, with Davon Robinson, who who was a New Jersey guy from Shawnee. That's that's out football in, rec- in Medford. Yeah. Football recruits yeah. because those guys were there. Uh, you know, Rutgers had four guys up yeah. uh, this past mm-hmm. week, and he was just talking about like what a hidden what a hidden jewel this is. We yeah. had no idea this was here or what this atmosphere would be like. And, That's and to great. get here and to have, you know, all these fans right on top of you and be so passionate about a sport. And then I saw another recruit for 2019. He's committed to Rutgers already, Jaron Hayek, his older brother's uh, yeah. currently on the roster. Um, and he retweeted something basically saying, now, we, now we're now we going to do that on the, on the gridiron." on on the football field and, and it we, gives you something to aspire yeah, to that's so good. we can going.
2: remember when that's Rutgers right. is good the f- the football oh, atmosphere man. is real the football atmosphere is good it's just 2006 it's been
0: a while. 2007 i was I mean, there in 2011 12 yeah, 11
2: yeah, and 12 yeah, and 11, yeah i mean yeah, even yeah. 14 when they right. should have beat penn state and didn't you and could, then they beat off, michigan man.
0: yeah i'll tell you the the the, the electricity uh, in the air that season when they got the Michigan win. Like you said, that Penn State game, which (laughs) they should have won.
1: Yeah. That was great. They
0: should have won. I mean, that was just – it was great drama. It was great TV. And the fans, it felt – I'm sorry, in the stands, it felt amazing. Uh, And that's something that they could potentially recapture. I
2: I think the team is easy to root for because it's a team they can't shoot. They oh, cannot shoot. They goodness. are brutal at shooting, but that makes them fun to watch because they're all yeah. hustle. They're blue collar. Yeah, they they wow. do yeah, hustle. They're uh, defense and hustle and loose balls kind of team, which is what fans want to see. You know, it's great to see the three pointer. But the amazing
1: part is that they, the you say they can't shoot. Not just outside shots. They can't hit like a two footer, which no, is like that true. is the frustrating yeah. part. Yeah. The number of shots around the basket that bounce off the rim or don't get near you. Like what in the world? How did you play basketball for your so entire how life?
2: How are they winning these games? Hustle, well, it's hustle, hustle and outworking, outworking? and crowd. In the boards, yeah, right. and
1: I—we should say they—they they do. I mean, like they have some talented players who get to the basket. They yeah, get they second chance get points, yeah. but you know, just as far as just the the, small
2: the yeah, shots. Steve, true false for you. True? Okay. Okay. But uh, Rutgers will make 3 pointers in a game before <laughs> Rutgers has a three hundred yard passer.
1: Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, I'll, I'll take the passer Ooh. first. how oh, that's um, <laughs> wow. At this point, after what I saw, no, then again, I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> tricky. Well, when was the hey. last time they had either?
2: Uh, they have not had a 300 yard passer. Well, I'll tell you, they got a freshman, they got a freshman coming like, in from friend. California,
0: from Narbonne high school in California, Jalen Chapman. We talked about quarterbacks and we didn't mention his name, which has kind of been the theme of the past yeah, couple of months. Cal- that's interesting. Do you think he's out. the guy? He's the guy we're not talking about, but let me tell you something, man. This young man is no flinch. Oh, yeah? And he is not scared of no Arthur Sikowski, no Zamar Wise. He always says the right things. He's the ultimate team guy. But in his soul, in his mind, he's gonna come in here and win this. Job <laughs> That's and great, yeah. and I, I just love that about him. I mean, you got a couple of New Jersey guys that are already entrenched here. Mm-hmm. You know, coming to Rutgers. Okay. You know, a lot of people coordinating those guys are fans, not not the staff, but the fans. All oh, this is gonna be Sakowski. It's gonna be Wise, and to come all the way across the country, that'd be something. And to still have the confidence to come here when you still have some other opportunities. I mean, the kid just won a state title. Yeah. You got to win like a million games <laughs> in California <laughs> to win a state That's title. Great. Yep. I mean, this kid's a winner. And he threw for over—I want to say—is it five thousand yards? Yeah, so you know, what, unreal. You know what
1: questions coming next? Why is he? I mean, is someone out that they overlooked? Is he the size thing? He's not is the it, biggest kid. Yeah, okay, um,
0: but you know, he he runs in a wide open system yeah. where he's asked to do some things. He has some some athletes on the outside. You know, he plays in Cali, mm-hmm. wide open, you know, uh, offense type of deal. Not the biggest kid. Um, Probably probably a little bit under-recruited when you look at his productivity, but, right. f- but physically, not necessarily like a prototypical guy that'll get a ton of right. offers, which I think has kind of hurt him um, in, in, in that department. And it's helped Rutgers. I think he'll come in here and compete. And, I, and I, listen, I'm just basing that off his attitude, <laughs> yeah. his confidence, do, the numbers right. that he's put up, and, and, and the amount he's won. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said for that productivity. I totally believe I that. I look at Sikowski, I think of a guy like Tom Savage. Mm-hmm. Had, a, had a, a strong freshman year. But, you know, it was a solid year, but came in, four star kid, big. Everyone thought he was nice. Six, mm. it He's got some great physical tools, but hadn't really had a whole lot of production, right? Didn't have much production uh, at the high school mm. level. Sikowski, you know, first few years playing in Old Bridge, ran a lot of option football, not a lot mm. of opportunities to really light it up. Yeah. Then you go to IMG, you're playing against the best team in the country every Mm -hmm. single week, you know, so the opportunities aren't really there to light it up. And then, you know, it doesn't finish the season, a starter, but I think does benefit from, um, you know, going through that college system, you know, and and coming to Rutgers. So I kind of see him as a savage and a guy that could have a ceiling. Obviously Tom is in the league right now playing for the Texans, Um, but at the same time, you got to look out for this Chapman kid.
2: You know, as you're talking about him, and I know their films aren't going to match up at all, right? This is a crazy comparison. Um, but as you're talking about his attitude and his winning pedigree and his under recruiting, you know who that reminds me of? Chase Dodd. There you go. You know, remember? Mm. Hope
1: he's a better player than Chase Dodd. <laughs> I mean, I well, mean, I said there you go. But as I'm mm. saying, I'm doing yeah. the
0: same exact <laughs> thing.
2: Sure, except <laughs> love them, but except Chase Dodd started probably 20 games here. Did he I really? Th- yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow. He probably started 20 games here. He, I think he's in the top 10 in Rutgers passing That's yards great. in oh, history. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not saying that's good enough in the Big Ten. I'm just saying Chase Dodd is – Chase Dodd had a decent Rutgers right. career, and that's who that reminds me of. His only FBS <laughs> offer was Rutgers. He threw for like a zillion yards in high school. He was a greedy competitor. He didn't run mm-hmm. when Gary Nova took his job. He didn't run out the door. He fought to get it back. Hmm. That's you
1: know. I've got two final questions for you, Todd. Number okay. one is – who do you think is the starting quarterback next year? Is wow. it Lewis? Is it? Is it Sikowski? Are they gonna? Are they? Are they? You had a full year, of Jonathan Lewis. We didn't see if he could progress as a passer. Uh, I mean, what, is it – Are we going back to? Are we going back to old Gio? <laughs> we gonna try one more time?
0: I think. I think they. I think they will be forced to. Uh, I think you'll see a little bit of two-quarterback system. I think uh, a guy like Jay Lou will, will play. They'll work him in. He'll get his right, reps and right. his opportunities. But you think uh, game think it'll one still,
2: starter is G.L.?
0: I think game one starter is G.L. Wow. I think it's still situational. Yeah. Uh, with Jay Lou, and it depends. I mean, I know he's working with Rassiope now. I saw a couple videos mm-hmm. of, of things that he's mm-hmm. doing as far as getting his feet set. Um, and Rassiope has down. a good pedigree. I mean, Does a good job. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, he could come out next year and, and, and be a world beater. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but normally that jump from year to year for quarterbacks isn't, um,
2: you know, that. Um, Rassiope works with Mike Dare, mm-hmm. former Rutgers quarterback Phil Nelson, former Rutgers Mike quarterback Dare, Kyle Dare, who Bowen. I
0: th- who I thought, you know. Could have gone, could have gone big time oh, yeah. you know, after watching this Chico so, tape, you yeah. know. But uh, hey, y- 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 you never know when it comes right. to putting it all together. You know, there's just so many different variables with, you know, being a being a college student, all of them. All of a sudden, like some of these guys, he'll be competing mm-hmm. against our freshmen, right? You we'll know, be doing it for the first time, so it certainly gives him uh, some opportunity. We'll see a lot of Jay Lou. I think he could eventually maybe take over that spot. Yeah. But, but the freshmen, you don't
1: think either. is gonna get here early and, and be able to steal that thing. Well, uh, you love Chapman, but Chapman will be here early, yeah, and,
0: and so Sikowski will, will be here yeah. early, so they do get that benefit that gives them the chance. Yep. Um,
2: I like think S- that, I, like I said, to true, false, not false, it I think it matters. It matters,
0: be they'll, they'll, <coughs> be, they'll be competing, and they'll. It'll, right. be a, it'll be an active quarterback room with good, strong competition. I don't think it'll keep everybody honest. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, I, I, don't, I don't know if we'll see him take right. over quite just yet. All
1: right, my final question. So this is something I've always wondered. And like I think about other jobs I could do in this business. Like if someone made me the Yankees beat writer, I'd be working the paint counter at Home Depot. Okay. I almost feel like that's the same way with the recruiting. How do you do this job? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, how do you keep track of all this stuff? Is there a spreadsheet? Do you have, like, a, a whiteboard in your house? Do you just have it in the back of your head? Do you have all these phone numbers? I mean, how you do you do this? you go to high school
2: proms and, like, try to <laughs> find the kids? And... <laughs> well, I, I,
1: There's I, a
0: I, lot I, of kids. I personally have my my own uh, database, uh, which I use. So I have pretty much all the contact information for any kid. That's, <laughs> it was marginally FBS in New Jersey over the past 10 years. Right, so right. that's why when these guys move on to the next level, you guys need a number. Yeah. Or somebody else <laughs> of course. Number. Yeah, I got a pretty extensive. A Rolodex, when you uh, get a call
2: from me and you're like, you know what well, it is? You get my number. <laughs> oh, I <got> it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got I got a pretty extensive, uh, uh, you know, Rolodex as far as that's concerned. But but honestly, man, it's 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 a great part of it mm-hmm. because um, you're getting to see kids compete for the passion of the game, and, and that being how they earn these opportunities and these scholarships before they get so jaded. With just life in the real world and and college, the, the business of college football and coaches treating them like crap, because after they get recruited uh-huh. and they sign on to a We school, talk about it all the time. Right.
2: Now, you have all the power in the world till signing day, and then you, then get you, get you, you sign, recruited. and now you're... And you're nobody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: you're not nobody, but no one really cares. Yeah, You know, you got all these months till the season, you right. pop out, if you play... Every great.
1: aspect of your life is under control. If you don't, people
0: kind of forget about you, know. right, until you start making some plays and doing some things. So that whole de-recruitment process, obviously... Um, you know, lo- looms large as well. Yeah. I got All one right. thing I want to ask. Oh, him. go ahead.
2: Just a couple names. Don't don't get into why or just give me three, four, five names. Guys who could play in 2018.
0: Um, uh, from this class, I mean, uh, certainly like uh, Eddie Lewis was a part of that uh, okay. previous class. Uh, you know, ended up going prep for That's- a semester. He'll come in provide some uh, immediate help. I know you want me to be quick with this one. I uh, love Isaiah uh, Pacheco, just okay. an explosive running back. Running back, it's yep. Then they need running back. It's a position transitions. I mean, you mm-hmm. can go from high school to college and play running yep. back yep. and have success. Um, <coughs>
2: Jonathan Taylor.
0: <coughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, early impact, I think, obviously, Adam Corsak. Uh, punter. You know, punter. We'll, we'll be losing Ryan Anderson, who had a, uh, a hell of a year in all big Ten year. We'll be going on to do uh, – uh, lots of uh, bigger and better things. Uh, a guy like Jaden McDonald uh, out there in Georgia. you got to
2: love the, the season. What position? There's an, see, the this linebacker. is why we need Dodger, because I'm like, I have no idea who that is. The linebacker,
0: the linebacker just finished his season uh, a couple days ago. Okay. So if you're playing this late into wow. the year, you've obviously had some success. They won a title out there in Georgia, had another state where you have to win a million games to win a title. <laughs> right. He went out there, flew around. Uh, like a bat out of hell, uh, had 15-plus nice. tackles, I think about four or five sacks. And he's a guy that wasn't really on a lot of guys' radars this time of year, mm-hmm. uh, last year. Uh, so he's also a guy, especially being from Georgia and SEC country, you got to kind of uh, – And that that's um, the kind of
2: guy that I think early signing day helps yes, because Six weeks from now, he right. might be going to Georgia. And,
0: and, even, and even now, I think mm-hmm. you got to kind of guard against mm-hmm. and make sure that you're keeping in touch with yeah. him, get him all the way to Wednesday simply because he lives so far yeah. in such an active uh, – recruiting yep, area. got kind of a Virginia Tech could,
1: offer, so he's got to be pretty good. And I yeah. think
0: he could come in, definitely contribute on special teams, and may, maybe give you some reps. There you go. There's some names. Uh, Back in another guy I want to throw in real quick, Christian Izzy he in. Uh, he's probably the least heralded player in this class. Um, you know, currently plays out of
2: Erasmus Hall in New York. Not the biggest. Sounds kid. like Hunter Hayek, a guy no one wanted. There you and go. Yep.
0: I think a very similar situation. A guy with natural wide receiver skills can make really big plays. Great hands. Great twitch. Great twitch after mm-hmm. the catch. Uh, can pick up that yardage after the catch. Uh, great body control. I love the way he tracks the football uh, in the air. Just a natural, natural receiver. A guy that you could kind of take as a plug and play. Even though he may not be super highly heralded, as you said, like Hayek, I think he come in and give you some production as a freshman.
1: Awesome look Todd we've really loved having you in here maybe we'll do this again before February we this might works.
2: be doing this again in 45 minutes <laughs> oh I'm my gosh if you screwed this
1: stuff. up oh that would be the end oh of the boy. talk thanks man it was fun Dunleavy as always and everyone thanks for listening
0: appreciate you guys All right,